It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is season four. I have with me a very special guest today who joins me all the way from Australia in the person of Mary Henderson. She's here to talk about purpose and some of her own life experiences and how that's shaped who she is today. And I'm pleased to have her here. You're in for a treat. So buckle up and let's get this party started. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the Time with Fred podcast today. Thank you, Fred. Thank you so much for having having me. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. The pleasure is all mine. And just before we started, Mary reminded me that she's actually a day ahead. So she is in the future. Um, so she, she's seeing she's seeing the future and she's going to bring us in, right? So there's things that, she's experienced <laughs> that we haven't experienced yet, depending on what part of the world you're, you're listening in from. So uh, that's a cool advantage there. So Mary, before we get started, let me have you introduce yourself. Typically, I I introduced my guests and I realized I don't always do a, a great job as I would, but uh, who's Mary? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, as you said, I'm from Melbourne in, uh, in Australia. Um, I have two boys. Uh, one is 13 today and the other one is 11. Um, and um, I um, have been very fortunate, Fred, to turn the things that I can do with ease and grace into my vocation, and that is to helping uh, industry experts to systemize, digitalize, and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skill set into a brand and also a business, typically an online coaching business or a consulting business, and also position themselves as an authority. I passionately believe that wisdom is the current, the currency. It's something that nobody can take away from us. And it's it's a gold mine that so many people are sitting on and absolutely doing nothing with it. And that is my absolute passion is to get that message out there and to get people to understand that purpose is not outside of us. Purpose, purpose actually lives within our genius, you know, our natural gifts, our natural talents, our wisdom, our knowledge, our skill set. And within that, that's therein lies lies uh, lies purpose. And that's essentially a little bit about me. That's a great that's a great intro there. And, and you touched on purpose, Mary, as one of, um, uh, I guess, the, the, the important topics, right, that uh, I think we all need to find. And it's one that's been thrown around um, quite a bit. Um, how would you describe purpose? You know, that that took me a long time to consolidate into my version of what I think purpose is. And I think that I have my my description of purpose arrived after I myself found it, if that makes sense. And and that was through lots of mentoring and really understanding this notion around who am I as a physical body, who am I as a spiritual body, who am I as a soul. And what I recognised um, through my journey is that when I started to unpack what is it that I can do with ease and grace, I started to see a lot of inventory, what I now call my internal inventory, that is everything that I have been given by God, higher power, source, whatever you want to call it, that's what I've been granted as my inventory. The 
the question that most of us don't ask, including myself at that time, was, hang on a minute, I have all of this inventory. What am I actually going to do with it? Like, I mean, I can do all of these things with such ease and grace. What could happen if I consolidate all of this genius, these gifts, these talents, these skills, and the wisdom on top of that? What would what could possibly happen if I consolidate this? And lo and behold, I could solve a complex problem in the world. And I suddenly recognize that's my purpose. So I've been given all of this inventory and it's inside of me. It's not outside of me. I don't have to go and chase it. I don't have to buy it. I don't have to find it. It's already in me. It exists. It's just that I have to do something with it. And so for me, purpose already exists in every single individual. If you look at all of these beautiful qualities about uh, ourselves as our internal inventory. Yeah, I love that. And for a lot of people who I've interacted with, they their discovery of purpose didn't, it wasn't something they knew. Well, some, of course, knew it from the beginning, but for a lot of them, it was discovered out of or born out of some type of adversity or discovered us throughout through the journey on which they're on and oftentimes it's it's disguised it comes out of hardship even for 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 some of the people that i've interacted with to what extent is this true right because it's for some they were like well do i have to go through this life journey or experience to truly discover my purpose right it should be something that comes readily why am i having to go through this painful experience to discover who I am or what I was created to, to, to do. Can you, can you help us unpack that a little yeah. bit? And, and maybe even Absolutely. in your case, right? What led you yes. to discover um, your own purpose? I think, Fred, the reason why most of us don't find our purpose is because most of us are living our false self. Mm. We're cre- we've created a facade of how we need to act in the world, of how we need to be in certain circles, how we need to be in our job, how we need to be with our parents, how we need to be with our partners, how we need to be with our children, how we need to be in social circles. So just think about the the complexity and the energy that that consumes out of individuals. You know, we're trying to always fit in. So that is not the true self. Because the true self doesn't fit in. The true self is unapologetically themselves. It's not about saying things that 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 put people off or to make you uh, noticeable or be seen and be heard because you want the attention on you. It's not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about understanding that the core true self is made up of all of that inventory that I just spoke of. But also, there's one layer to get to that place. And that is that we have to have desire and will to get to our true self. That very important two words, because we use that so uh, loosely, you know, oh, yes, I do have the will to find my true self. I do have the will to find my purpose. Well, you don't have the will and and the desire because all you need to do is look at where your attention goes each and every day. For example, if somebody says something to me and it's not the truth, am I going to be politically correct just to keep the peace? That's not me being my true self. That's me being my false self. I'm pleasing that person to just create harmony. 
But what about if I could turn around and say, no, 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 but that's, I disagree with you. That is not the truth. This is the truth. And I, and, and even though I'm totally uncomfortable and inside of my body is just, I'm, 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 it's messing me up inside because I can't believe that I'm actually going against what this person's saying, but yet it is my truth then I have the desire to be my true self. So where we get lost in purpose is that we're trying to find purpose from the standpoint of being our false self, not our true self. And they are two very, 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 very different uh, feelings. They're two different outcomes. You operate from a completely different standpoint when you show up as your true self versus your, your false self. And and I think that what people are, and this is why I think a lot of people look for purpose outside of themselves, because the false self is all about looking for inspiration and answers and solutions outside of themselves. What I'm saying here is the solutions, the answers, the inspiration and the aspiration is inside yourself, but it resides with the true self, not the false self. The false self will always, always, always lead us to an uphill battle always yeah that that's such a that's such a powerful point there and i think this creates some uh, you talk about the complexity which i couldn't agree with you more on that but there's also this conflict right because there's this desire to to please or, or to fit in um whoever's mold it is whether it's your parent or boss or whoever right and so uh, there is almost a cost for not fitting in because you're out of fear you yes. may be ostracized by society or you may be labeled as maybe a recalcitrant or or maybe you know um just obstinate or unwilling right and then we know deep down that this is really where we're supposed to be but in order to please or to pacify someone we we get drawn into all sorts of places and we end up living the lives of other people. One of the messages that I shared this year as part of setting goals is ensuring that the decisions and the goals we set are based on our, you know, own desires and not necessarily because you're not losing weight just because someone is is wanting to do that. Not that there's anything yes. wrong with it, right? But this desire to want to fit into someone else's mold creates this conflict for us, right? And sometimes it pushes us in all sorts of places and, and creates creates you know, problems down, down the road, right? How do we get to that point where we're comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? You, I'm not going to fit into this mold. This is my true self, like you rightly um, mentioned. And I'm okay to pay that price because I'm, at the end of the day, this is, this is the path. This is who I believe I'm created to be. You may feel uncomfortable. It may offend you, but this is it. And I'm willing to pay that price. How do we get to that point? Well, I think you just answered that question, Fred. It's it's getting it's 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 being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's actually the starting point because what happens is that when you're in your false self, what we tend to do is we don't want to feel the pain. That's the whole idea of the false self, which is why so many people have addictions, because addictions just keeps you down here, not up here. So we're always uh, not just living a false uh, life, but also creating situations and events that also support that falseness. But with that falseness also lives discomfort and pain. Okay, it always, always leads to discomfort and pain. And so when we can actually get comfortable being uncomfortable, it that that means 
that we have to develop self-awareness. That's what we need to do. We need to take a step back and we have to have the will to actually see a situation and event that's causing pain in our life. And we need to say self-inquiry, why does this always happen in my life? Why does this, 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 these, this, these situations or these events or these people always come into my life? Why am I always experiencing these emotions and feelings? Why am I always dissatisfied? Why do I always never have money? Why do I always attract the wrong relationships? So we have to go into that why, that self-inquiry and and develop a muscle around self-awareness. We have to have that, that, that level of awareness that something triggers us where we actually stop and we say, I'm not feeling good about this. This doesn't feel right. I'm always attracting this. I'm feeling pain in my body, in my heart, in my soul. I don't like this. And the moment we can actually stop and we can ask those questions, that's the journey. The the journey begins there. And then the next part of that journey is, am I willing to sit with this discomfort and this pain and this feeling of frustration or sadness or anger or rage, hate even, whatever it is, the truth is the truth and it does set you free. If I'm angry with that man that I attracted because he cheated on me, I need to be angry with that man because he cheated on me. The truth is I'm angry with that man. I'm angry that I followed this diet and I've lost 10 pounds, but now I've put 20 pounds on. I'm angry with that diet. And it's not about blaming the diet or blaming the person. It's about saying the truth. Because if you're angry with something outside of you, you have to declare that. I'm angry with that thing that that I believe has created this pain. And see, this is the journey of elimination. It starts with the self-inquiry, self-awareness, stepping into the pain and sitting in the pain. It could be an hour, a minute, five minutes, five days, five weeks, a year. And everyone's different because once we start allowing ourselves to feel that pain, then we start to eliminate the pain slowly until eventually that pain goes. Therefore, the experience then also recreates itself into what we want it to be. So for me, stepping, being comfortable, being uncomfortable is sublime. It's the most precious gift that we can give ourselves. And yet everyone wants to push it down through some type of addiction or fear or lack of self-love or a shame. There's punishment, so many different reasons that we push it down because humans don't like to experience pain. Yeah, and and, and that pain point there, um, Mary, I think is 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 really why we're, we're having this this discussion here, right? Because we we want the path of least resistance. We want the easy way out. We we just want to have it you know eat our cake and have it we don't want any opposition and so we embark on whatever endeavor it is right on this discovery yes. in order to into finding out who we want to be and then we we do the self-inquiry we do the self-awareness and we get into that pain point as i like to call it and then everything just you know stops there because we feel like well if i'm experiencing pain this must not be it and so i'm going to default to to what I'm used to, right? Because it has to be easy. I don't want to pay the price. I don't want to 
deal with all the 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 unnecessary attention and, and all that that comes with it. And so many of us get stuck because we can't seem to move past that pain, which 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 I think is is a huge huge problem, right? That's why people are addicted to all sorts of things because they want to numb yes. that pain. They don't want to deal yes. with it. They want to numb it. So they'll do anything and everything to numb that pain. Some people will gloss over it. They don't want to go back and unpack it, peel the onion, just to stare at themselves, right? To deal with the real problem. And so we keep covering up and covering up and covering up. And we end up creating this this false sense of of, of whatever it is without really going down deep into addressing the root cause of the problem. Does that make sense? Well, I think also we need to add something, another layer to that. And I think that people are addicted to denial. I mean, you know, and 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 we, and and anyone that's been on that on the road less traveled understands that all of us, every one of us, including myself, you as well, most likely, Fred, that we all start with denial and we keep going back to denial over and over again until one day something happens and you can't be you can't deny it anymore. You 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 you've cracked. And that's the moment that starts this the, the, the journey. Doesn't mean you have to go to that point of being broken. Absolutely not. But who teaches us, even at the school system, that, hey, let's have a lesson today on emotions and feelings and let's really understand how to tap into feeling good and feeling angry or sad and you know, and let's let's unpack all of that so that when Johnny and Mary at, are at school and they're feeling sad that Mary is allowed to feel sad, but so is Johnny. Johnny's allowed to feel sad and express that and and, and express how sadness makes Johnny feel rather than saying, Johnny, you're a boy. Boys don't cry and boys don't have feelings. So, Johnny, you need to grow up and you need to just brush it off and get back out on the field and be a strong boy. You know, so so we're not taught how to, um, how to, we don't understand the language of feelings. What we're taught is how to compete, how to divide how to win, how to lose, you're good, you're bad, you're black, you're white, you're rich, you're poor. So there's all this division. That's what we're that's what the school system teaches us. The school system doesn't teach us how to rise, you know, and so I think that denial is a big part of our structure, the system that we live in, and we need to be smart enough to to to, to go beyond that. Yeah, such a powerful point there. You, emotional intelligence, which could be a whole different topic here um, that we could yes. talk, talk about all day, but it is it is so, so huge, right? The emotions here, and you, you struck a chord because I think one of the podcast interviews that I did at the very early on was to bring a, a group of men together to talk about emotions. And, and that's that's exactly what you're talking about, where, you know, men are, are, are expected to to not to be in touch with those emotions right and so we we shout yeah. and we don't talk about it we we, yes. we we hide from it until it gets to the point where we can't anymore and so someone just decides to act crazy and, and destroy their lives destroy their families because they can't take yes. them anymore, right? and, and i think there is a huge responsibility too i i i think mary that society or, or, or that we need to 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 to, to have really and and being more empathetic and, and understanding if, if someone is showing or expressing their emotions that we don't, you know, downplay it, right? We want to provide that psychological safety, right, for them to talk about the emotions and deal with it versus, you know, downplaying it. And then it, it comes out in, in so many different forms and ends up destroying not only themselves, but, but society as a whole. So I'll, I'll dare say that we 
we also have a we also bear responsibility really um as, as, as members of the society in, in which we live but Mary, let me take you back a little bit you have a very powerful story about your own uh transformational journey which kind of led you uh, to discover your purpose when you're in the corporate world and, and doing so well until you had your son and then and then something happened. I'll let you share that story because I think that's a very powerful one there that um, we can we can learn something from for sure. And it, the story is, so, is 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 just so aligned with what we're talking about because it, it'll give context to the people that are listening to this. You know, I had a very successful career in the IT industry and then I actually started my own software company, which I had for seven years multi-seven-figure business, had a whole infrastructure, office, people, you name it. And then I gave birth to my second son. Three hours after he was born, I reach out, I get my lip balm out of my purse and um, my business card fell on the bed. So I lift this business card and I'm staring at it, Fred. It was just the most weirdest thing that I, anyone could even do. I'm looking at this business card and I'm looking at the title, the label on the business card, Mary Henderson, Managing Director. And I'm thinking to myself, my whole life has been a series of labels. Like this business card is defining who I am and how I show up in the world, but it's also validating my self-worth. This little card is is controlling my life and my destiny. And I just had this massive wake-up call in that moment, but it wasn't just the wake-up call of the business card. I also recognised that, hang on a minute, I don't, I don't even want to, I don't even want this business that I've created. This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is absolutely not my purpose. In fact, the reason, I had to own up the truth here. The reason why I'm doing, why I have this business is because I was looking for validation from my parents. Mm. I wanted my mm. parents to tap me on the shoulder and say, oh, we're so proud of you, Mary, even though you didn't finish your degree. Can you believe that? So, so I knew leaving the hospital that I would resign from my own company. I made the decision in that moment that I've got to get out of here and mm. actually go and find what I'm meant to be doing for the rest of my life. So I leave the hospital. Two weeks later, I'm having a meeting with my accountants and they're like, oh, what a great year you've had. Amazing. Let's talk about the next 12 months. And I'm like, oh, sorry, just to let you guys know, I'm actually resigning from my own company. And they were like, ha, 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 ha. you're just so hormonal at the moment. Ha, ha, ha. Everyone's laughing. And I'm looking at everybody like I was out of my body and I'm looking at everyone. I'm like, no, I'm actually resigning from my own company. Like I'm leaving. And they, they were saying, uh, you can't just leave your company because it's a company and um, you've got people and clients. I said, I know I'm leaving my company. Like I'm just telling you that I don't want to be here anymore. And here's my 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 accountant saying, but like it's not like it's a $2 company. Like it's a serious infrastructure. You can't just walk away from it. And I said, well, you're my accountant. You go and find another company that will want to buy it or we can merge with because I need to be free. Like I literally need to be free. Thankfully, we merged with another company and January the 1st, 2012, Fred, I went on a 12-month sabbatical. For the first time in my adult life, I did not have a job. I did not have a title. I did not have an office. I didn't have to go anywhere. And on that first day, I walked to my computer and I Googled, how do I change my life? And I found a TED Talk. It was a professor in philosophy giving this amazing talk about love, self-love. And I knew that that was going to be my mentor. 
I reached out to him. He became my mentor for 12 months. I had another mentor who was an expert in the emotional body. I, at the same time, I did a 12-month uh, course at Quantum University uh, on quantum medicine to actually understand who actually am I as a physical being, as a spiritual being, as a soul? Like, what does all this mean? What does all this spiritual talk actually mean? And my mentor, the professor in philosophy, really helped me unfold a lot of that. Um, and um, and what happened is that throughout that 12-month process, I started to unpack my natural gifts, my natural talents, uh, my passions, things that I can do with ease and grace. And I started to self-realize that, oh, wow, everything was divinely orchestrated for me to arrive at this moment, to be able to look back, take all the things that I really, really love doing, like I just naturally can do, and I want to merge all of that. Let me see what what I what, what happens out of all of this. And that and in 2012, I actually realized that what I'm doing today was what I was always meant to do. It's just that I wasn't meant to do it before then because I needed all of that life experience in order to bring me to where I am today. And then it took me three years to actually develop what I do now. Like I really designed a system, frameworks, like I brought my genius into the mix because I wanted to create outcomes and results for people. And um, anyway, so so to, this is what I do today. But also in the last, I don't know, 12, 10 years, I've dedicated a lot of my energy in my life to self-actualizing my true potential, understanding what spirituality means to me and going as deep as I possibly can, you know, and I actually incorporate all of that into my coaching now, you know, with my clients. So, you know, whilst they're implementing and creating businesses and brands, we're also learn. They're also working on how to self-actualize and embody that version that they've just created. Their natural state of being needs to be fully embodied because that's who they that's who they truly are. And it's amazing how people become what they're truly meant to be, but they don't embody it. Two different things. And so now I work in that embody. I incorporate the embodiment in my work because. For me, it all starts at the soul level, not the physical level. Mm -hmm. And when you can work at a soul level, you actually, like, it's magical just to see transformation actually happening in front of your eyes. Um, so the, the, the journey of my story is not something that was just over three self-help books or, you know, over three months of listening to audio books. It's been a journey for many, many, many years. But toward 2012 till today, that's 11 years later, I'm still on the hero's journey. Like it still has not ended. If anything, it's becoming even more powerful and more deeper and more wider and more wisdom. And I I, I, I honour it, Fred. Like I really cherish it and I, I, I nurture that aspect of myself because it's that important to me. That's such a powerful story, Mary. For for a lot of people who get to that point, they get there because they're either forced to 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 get there, or they just you know arrive at their wits end. There's really no option for them, and they're like, "Well, if this is not working, then then maybe I'm going to be forced to think about this way." In your case, though, things were going well. Your business was thriving. But you you realize that in spite of all the successes that you're you're enjoying, something had to give, right? And it's 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 such a powerful thing. I was listening to this news. Man, this is a story I've shared more than once about this man who 
had lost his job or had been fired for him from his job and he was being interviewed and he, he was talking about how his whole life you know was not worth living anymore he felt like committing suicide because he had lost his job and i was just i was driving at the time and i was almost talking back and saying no this does not define you the fact that you've lost your job does not define you because the moment you attach who you are to what you do as a job if that job's not there your life's worthless right it's got to be more than the job it's got to be more than the looks it's got to be more than the opinions of people you you gotta have i don't know how to explain it but i'm sure you know what i mean here but you've gotta know innately right that this is who you are and once you know that nothing can take that away from you losing the job can't take that away people's opinions can't take that away from you right and i think you you got there that self-actualization point and you're still you're still discovering that but i think it's a very powerful place to be what do you say to people um mary who may have not gotten you know or may have not reached that pain point yet they're still in that self-awareness that self-discovery things may be going well um but still need to find out who they truly are, right? It's 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 easier when you hit that roadblock, when you go through pain, because then it forces you to to think otherwise, right? But when when it's all nice and cozy and great, how how, how do you how do you find that? Like you, this do- is yes. Well, I think that this is why we need to learn somehow to. Have to create choice around being our true self, not doing, but being our true self. Okay. Because, and also developing our true self. So there's two things we need to choose to be our true self, but we also need to develop being our true self. Okay. And I think that this should be everyone's goal, regardless whether you're, you know, in the, in the peak of your career or you're down in the gutter. It doesn't matter where you are in the hierarchy. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what race, colour, nothing matters. That's all irrelevant. What matters is that the choice to develop our true self is fundamental and vital and critical. And the reason I say that, Fred, is it doesn't just impact us. Mm -hmm. It impacts the people in our life. Because when we develop our true self, that there's two things that happen with our true self. One is that everyone gets to experience our true self, but we get to choose who we share our true self with, two different things. So I need to be my true self everywhere with everyone, but I choose who I share my true self with. Because when I'm sharing my heart and my soul with you right now, Fred, you're tapping into an energy field and I'm opening up and we're we're exchanging openly, willingly with absolute love there's no agenda it's absolute pure love and 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 when we can be our true and you we can't do that if we're not truly our true our true self you cannot because when you when you come from a standpoint of a facade there's always an agenda always what's in it for me always even if you don't admit that there's always an agenda because that's what the fake self wants. It's all about survival. It's all about competition. It's all about what's in it for me. The false self doesn't rely on just pure me being me 
coming from a space of pure love, just lovingly. Everything I do is loving. Everyone that comes into my life is loving. And anyone that is not loving is not in my life. Therefore, I don't share my true self with those people because I don't need to. So our goal should always be not to get to the point of self-destruction or self-sabotage. Our goal should be my to, to understand what do I look like as my true self? What, what does that feel like? What does it look like as a vision? You know, what would I what would I be if I could have anything? If I, if money wasn't an issue, what would I look like? So we need to start asking those that the depth and breadth of those type of questions. And the ultimate goal is to be the true self because we live in this society that's made up of systems that are keeping us enclosed and in a prison that there's no freedom in in being your false self because all you're doing is continuing to feed a system that doesn't give you any any uh, any positive outcome it's not giving you the the freedom even though you may think you're free it's not giving you the freedom because you're stuck in a job you hate to pay a mortgage that you can't afford how could that be positive how could that be feeding your true self in a loving way when it's causing you pain do you see what i'm saying so we're living in this contradiction and when your life is a contradiction something's wrong yeah and sooner rather than later it's it's gonna something's gonna have to give right at some point right it's going to have to give correct because it's the elastic band will eventually break because we can only take so much um whereas we kind of you know wind on here that the three groups of people i believe that are that are listening to us right now there's a person who may be on the path of self-inquiry self-discovery things are going well they're not even too sure you know who they are yet and, and so it's it's kind of don't rock the boat right there's someone who may have just entered into that that pain that level of pain and it's it's causing that conflict there is a tendency for them to go back or there's a tendency for them to to move beyond that pain to truly getting on to discovering their true self and there's that last person who may have gotten back may have gotten over that pain living the life living the dream just like you did right when you when you when you went through that that epiphany moment if you were to speak to briefly to these three groups of people the first group you know kind of self-discovery not sure yet the second person in the pain Feel like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Do I go back or do I keep pressing on? And the one who's just gotten over that pain and then using some of those lessons to truly, truly define who they are, right, in terms of their purpose. Briefly, how, how do you address these three people? What would you say to each one of these people right now, uh, if you're to kind of speak to them? Well, uh, uh, let me just say what everyone, anyway, all of these people would understand, just generally speaking. If we want to attract the law of attraction in our life to work for us, that system, that law of nature that currently exists, if we want to understand how to make that work for us, we need to go through a process of understanding who we are as our absolute priority. Because whenever there's pain in our life, in situations, events and experiences, something is wrong at an emotional level, which resides at the soul level. And so it should be our priority to become our true self, to get to the core of these emotions and feelings that are not serving us. And by the way, most of our emotions and feelings that aren't serving us already happened and were locked in between the ages of zero 
to seven, which was our individuation stage of our life. Even though we may say everything was great and our child was happy, between zero to seven, if we've got any pain or limitation in our life as adults, something has happened between zero to seven to lock us in into a fear-based, unloving paradigm that keeps reoccurring in our life. So our priority is to unpack that. It's to alleviate that. It's to let that go. It's to transcend that pain in, in the form of emotions and feelings that shows up in a situation, events, experiences, people and places so that the law of attraction, the law of attraction can actually work for us, not against us. And isn't it ironic that people think that the law of attraction is affirmations and things of that nature, which is complete shenanigans and keeping people stuck in a place of going nowhere, when in actual fact, all the law of attraction is, is a feedback loop. It's your, 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 your environment is showing you that something's wrong. So unless we have the desire and the will to have, to be self-inquirers and have, you know, and, and to self-realize when we, when the law of attraction is showing up in our life, good or bad, then we ain't going anywhere. We're not going to change anything in our life. And we're just going to keep getting deeper and deeper in pain and blaming the outside world, which is what most people do. But instead of blaming the outside world, you can't blame the outside world. And the reason we can't blame the outside world, parents, institutions, media, government, whatever, is because none of those people or none of those entities know how I feel. None of them. And that's what I need to resolve. That's my advice. Mm. What a powerful, what a powerful, what a powerful advisor. Mary, I wanted to talk about the work that you do, your business. Um, how do people find out about you? And if you know someone would have would want to reach out and, and learn more, maybe they need help with their business or maybe their personal branding. Can you share a little bit about that? Just to, I know we didn't touch quite on that because this was, was sure. Very interesting from the very beginning, but I want to give you the chance to talk a little bit about your business. And um, yeah, you know, Fred, I work with and really ambitious, self-led, heart-centered people who have accumulated thousands and thousands of hours in their area of specialization, all sorts of backgrounds. I've got clients, you know, from all over the world, PhDs, certifications unlike you've never seen before, and some who have just got a lot of wisdom. And so where my genius is, is that I organize information very well with ease and grace. It's, that's the gift that God gave me. So you can come to me and say, these are all my experiences. These are my passions. This is all of the stuff that I've done in the last 30 years. I have no idea how to organize this information and turn it into a solution that can solve a complex problem. And that's what I do very, very well. And so when, and I call that your signature solution, your signature program, whatever it may be. And so we always, I work with people to understand how can we convert that wisdom and that knowledge into a premium solution that can genuinely help solve a problem for a, for a person or a business, either one, either one of those two. And we always start off by, by defining the brand. But really what I'm doing is actually I'm defining their true self. That's really what I do. And, and we just call it a brand because everyone calls it a brand. But really in my version of branding, it's really about making sure that your true self shines unapologetically 
as a brand. And so we build that foundation. We've even built software around that so people we get accurate uh, information. I want to work with you. I don't want to work with who you want to be. I want to work with you. That's all I want. I just want your inventory. And then we systemize that. We convert that into a system so that there's a beginning, there's an end, there's it's outcome driven, it's results driven. Because my clients typically are charging 10, 20, 100, 500000 dollars for their solution, depending you know, on what industry that they're in. Um, and then we build digital assets around that. And by that, I mean, we're creating a digital environment, whether it's a website, a learning management system, all of their lead magnets, all of the things that need to support that business and provide ecstatic brand experiences for their prospects and their clients. And then we do a layered lead generation strategy across lots and lots of different platforms, all organic, um, to position these people as brands. And also so they can, and most importantly, position themselves in authority and then once all of that is launched, then we go into the embodiment work. Now you've got to become that. You have to fully self-actualize that version of you, live, breathe, and eat it every single day. And we need to overcome some barriers to be able to do that because all of us have got blocks and all of us have been living a false facade. And for me, it's about stripping that back and saying, no, 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 you're not that. This is who you are. And it's it's a very, very powerful to merge what I would call the masculine system, which is the doing, and the feminine system, which is the being. When you merge those two together, it's just, it's potent. And that's, you know, and that's that's what I do. And what's that website again, Mary, for our audience, listeners? My, and the, my website is maryhendersoncoaching.com. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing such valuable, valuable, valuable nuggets with us. I mean, it's, gosh, there's so many takeaways here. Um, becoming that true self, uh, developing that personal brand, you know, that self-inquiry, that self-actualization, you know, the pain even as part of that journey, right? It's just, it's just all um, great information here. I have certainly gotten a lot and I trust that our listeners have gotten a lot out of it too and i wanted to say again thank you for coming out and sharing this and hopefully you'd be um you know we'd be willing to come back again in a future conversation yes. we can take this from Love so there's to. so much that we could touch um or we could sure. this conversation, but certainly really i appreciate you here and to you our listeners we couldn't really do this um without you we trust that you've gotten something valuable out of this and until next time when we come your way with another edition of the time with Fred podcast i want to say thank you and stay well.